Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Shanaki's Motivational Breeze. Thanks to all my listeners on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Public and Spotify. Thank you so much for joining. Today I will be talking about well-beings of teachers and how do administrators cater to the well-being of our teachers. And today I have a very special guest joining with me. I would like for her to introduce herself to you all. Hello everyone. My name is Joycelyn Lighty. I've been teaching ESL for about 8 years now. I've taught in South Korea, Iraq, and now here in the United Arab Emirates. Thank you so much and it's a pleasure having you. Thank you. How often are the changes made in curriculum or school's policies occur at your workplace? Well, at my current workplace, changes in curriculum happen every academic year. Okay, thank you so much. Is there any heads up time given to you about the about the changes expected? Typically, we're given a few weeks notice um, and then we are expected to implement the changes. And and how and how quick do teachers need to implement these changes? Is it immediate or is it a uh, three weeks after? Um typically we have to immediately implement the changes within our classrooms, but um typically we're given the books that go along with the curriculum, so the only thing that we have to change would just be um lesson plans. Okay, wonderful. And does these ab- abrupt changes at work related to school policies and curriculum, how does it affect your personal life if yes? Um sometimes it just depends um if we're given a a huge change to implement within the curriculum, that can take away from the time we have outside of school. So sure. we need to take time at home to uh create you know material catered to the new curriculum so it can be very time consuming and, and sometimes that can cause a little stress okay thank you so much as per the changes are you able to react to changes in curriculum and policies within your subject are you able with these abrupt changes how effectively are you able to manage your your lesson planning and your delivery of instruction does this affect your workload or does it affect your teaching style any at all Um it doesn't affect my teaching style. Um maybe as far as teaching load it can affect it. But a lot of the material that's in the curriculum we've used it for so many years. It's just um you know maybe placed in a different part of the curriculum map. So we've been using the same information just using it in a different way. So it doesn't really affect the actual teaching style just the teaching load. And with and with regards to your coworkers how what's the impact have this made on them is it a positive or a negative impact how have they been able to deal with all of these changes well honestly um you know not many people enjoy change so sometimes when change comes about especially where teachers have to uh stray away from what they've been doing it creates um a lot of stress and a lot of um rebellion to implement the new change So um it can definitely cause a negative effect on um on teachers. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Does this prove does the school which you have worked with provide any PDs to give training on the changes which needs to be implemented? Because we can't just go ahead and just tell our teachers that we need them to implement uh something in the curriculum without giving adequate change training so they can effectively produce the instruction that we want to give to them have any of the schools which you have worked in have they actually guide you with pds to implement these changes 
Yes, definitely. Um, especially currently, we have many uh, PD sessions. Um, and before we even start to implement the new change, we're given a session where the curriculum department introduces the new framework that we are to follow. And then that is also followed by numerous uh, professional development sessions, which occur biweekly. So we do get adequate training um, on what we are expected to do, which is a positive. Wonderful. I'm very, very happy to hear this. And do you have any voice in, in the curriculum change? Is your voice being heard or are you given the opportunity to have a say as to what changes need to be made in the curriculum or this is just based on administration? Um, well, we do have some input as far as if there's anything that we feel is not beneficial within the curriculum. We could always um, send an email to the curriculum department um, advising them of something that could possibly benefit the, the students' actual learning. Um, but as far as the creation of the curriculum, that is a separate department and they handle all of that. Um, but they do take our feedback to change things as well on their side. That, because that is really, really important. Is there any way in which the principal or school administration can help more to reduce the stress that many teachers have faced, not personalizing it right now, but your other colleagues who they're not able to deal with such change. Is there anything that administrators can do to bring about a change in the way teachers, um, to reduce teachers' workload? Is there anything that can be done differently? Um, the only thing I would say is to offer support. Um, Currently, administration is a different, within a different department in the school. They have nothing to do with curriculum. So if they were there to be more of a support system when a teacher's having a problem, that would actually help decrease stress because the teacher would know that they're comfortable enough to go and speak with administration about any problems that they're having. But as far as curriculum is concerned, because it's two separate entities, they really don't know too much about what's going on with curriculum. So sometimes they don't understand how to actually help the teachers. So as teachers, they kind of have to have more of an open mind when it comes to changes and then, you know, create some positivity. I do agree with you. And, and I also enhance uh, the need for teachers as well, us as educators, to find do our own PDs. Mm -hmm. There are so many webinars that are available online that we can gain our own knowledge for. Not saying that our administrators should not provide opportunities for us, but also we need to be responsible for our own personal development. And, and also along with that, um, another good idea is for teachers to actually lead PD sessions at schools because a lot of the times teachers are just sitting there watching, not really taking in the information, but if they had more responsibility as far as delivering a PD session once per term to their colleagues, it would be beneficial for them as well as the others. Yes, I do agree with this. Accountability. Yes. Do teachers have enough authority to be flexible or alter the changes by their capabilities? Yes. Um, the curriculum has an open space for flexibility. So, for example, we're given like a curriculum map as long as you teach the content within that map, you're fine. So as a teacher, you can kind of determine when you want to teach a specific topic throughout the week, how you want to teach it, and um, how many periods you want to use to, to teach that particular concept. 
So we have a lot of flexibility, but sometimes with too much flexibility, some teachers who are maybe new to how to teach, they don't understand how to navigate with different content areas. They don't understand how to delegate specific time periods for each content. I do, I lesson, do agree so. with this as well. And if flexibility is left open, many of the standards and skills which must be covered, they will not be covered because teachers think that I don't need to teach this right. or this is not the appropriate thing for this grade level. So flexibility does have its advantages and disadvantages as well. Right. Do you think the teachers get an opportunity to raise a concern or their views on the change? Yes. Um, Teachers definitely get an opportunity to raise concerns about um, change, but a lot of the times their feedback can come off as too personal, whereas we're, we should be more concerned about the learning of the student as opposed to having a personal negative outlook on how curriculum does their job. It yes. should be more catered towards how can we ensure that students are learning effectively while ensuring that we can come away from as much stress as possible? I, I do you know. agree with this 100%. And this leads you to my, my next question. How do you feel about teachers who teaches the curriculum and not the students? Because at times we want to focus on finishing the curriculum. It's almost the end of the school year and I know that many of us as educators, we're, we're literally panicking. The curriculum has not yet ended, what will I do? And many of our students, they have not grasped the concepts that we have taught before. So I do think it is not so important to be focusing on finishing the curriculum, but actually making sure that these skills which are within the curriculum, the students have grasped these concepts. How do you feel about this? Um, well, I've worked at uh, different schools who had a different concept on teaching styles that deal with um, delivery in as far as time frames of uh, content. So for example, I worked at one school where their method um, was to teach to the test. So basically you're teaching concepts, ensuring that every concept is covered by the time the exam comes because you already know as a teacher what the exam will assess the students on. But currently it's not the same method that I'm using. I'm not using teach to the test. It's more so ensuring that I'm covering all the content, but in a lot of cases, you cannot get through the content. So for me personally, I look through the book. Once I get to a certain point, I review what is left in the curriculum to cover. I know I cannot cover everything, so as a teacher, I have to kind of point out the things I think is most important based on the skill levels of my students. So I then, agree. you know, I would just, for me, it's more about quality instead of quantity. Yes. If I can effectively teach eight out of 10 units and my students understand everything I taught, I prefer that than to teach 12 units and my students don't understand anything. So yes. I think it just depends on what the focus is for that term what assessments you have and what content is most important within the curriculum. Beautiful, I do agree with you. And just to digress a bit, when it comes to indiscipline, what strategies have you been using thus far to actually eliminate indiscipline within your classroom? What strategies have been working for you? Because all of us are faced with indiscipline. 
each day, but is how we overcome in discipline that is most important. Uh, to be honest, I think it really depends on where you are teaching, because in some countries, negative reinforcement works a lot. Um, but I find that currently I have to use a balance of having a effect, an effective reward system, but I also have to have consequences for my students. They have to take responsibility for what they're doing within the classroom. So for me, just having a balance. Students need to know what you will and will not accept, and they, that has to be made clear from the beginning. A lot of times teachers step into a classroom and they're not stern at all. They're not strict. They don't advise the students of what the yes. rules are, and students run with that. Yes. These things have to be set from the very beginning, and then you have to stay consistent. Yes. If you're not consistent, everything falls apart. Yes, because I do believe that children learn best when they can predict and when you're consistent. And this leads me to teachers. You are a lead teacher, Miss Lightly, and we're here in the United Arab Emirates. How have you able to effectively deal with your teachers? I know you have had um, stories that are not so successful, but how do you propel in spite of these challenges that you have faced, especially when you started your new role as a lead teacher? One of the things I, I do is to remember the reason why I'm doing it. You know, I want to make a difference and I want to ensure that everyone's doing an effective, effective job. On the, on the other hand, I know that some things are inevitable, so I, I carefully plan out what issues I want to address and what issues are not necessary to address at the moment because you can't do everything at one time. And a lot of people do not like to be told what to do. So as a lead, you, you kind of have to have a balance of being able to delegate as well as having an open door policy where teachers feel comfortable enough to tell you things that may be going on in the classroom so that you're able to help them. So I think for me at first it was definitely challenging coming into a new role and not really understanding how to maneuver as a lead. But now as time has gone on, I've realized that I just have to have, to have more of a balance um, as far as being, just like when you teach a class, yes. you have to be stern and sometimes flexible. It's the same thing when managing a team, especially of teachers, you know? And, and how over the years of being in the education system, especially now, how have your well-being been appreciated? How have your environment, um, is it conducive to teaching and learning? Is it conducive to your happiness, your, your, work, your work ethics? How do you find your, your teaching and learning environment and what impact does it have on you as an individual in the classroom? To be honest with you, I feel like as a human being in general, you have to take care of yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself outside of your workplace, it could lead into your work environment and make things worse for you as a person. For me, I typically choose not to take work home. So I work hard and do everything I need to do at school. So once I leave school, it's me time from 3.05 until the next morning at 7. That has enabled me to remain stress-free from my job. Because when I you agree. work around kids, you have to be very careful. You don't want that stress to jump from you onto your students who are innocent, and then yes. you just create a, a negative teaching and learning environment. 
So yes. I think as a, as a teacher, you have to have balance of work and your social life. Keep and it separate. Thank you so much. And my final two questions. What keeps you motivated? Despite all the negative, all the negative people who are around us, all the negative energies that we come across, what has been keeping you motivated and focused to achieve this great success that you have? I guess the most important thing that keeps me focused is when I'm in lessons and my students have that aha moment where they finally get a concept. Yes. You know, even if you've been teaching it for a while and then it's like, aha, I finally got it. Yes. That is the main thing that keeps me motivated, knowing that I am here helping students learn and learn a completely different language than their mother tongue. Yes. That is what keeps me motivated and keeps me continuing to be a part of the learning process and, and stay in education because it it's like a... It's something that is like uh, self-satisfying yes, when you know that you're is. helping someone, especially a child. It is. Thank you so much. And my final question to all the teachers, all the educators and potential educators who are listening to us at this moment. In two minutes, can you just say something to them? Say something inspirational. Many people want to aspire a teaching profession, but because of experiences what they have seen or what they have heard they're under a carpet they don't want to come from from among that carpet so I just want you to shed some light shine some light into their dark areas fan their flames with some positivity okay I would I would just start off by by saying a little bit of what I've gone through um, a few years ago before I even started teaching I went to university to study criminal justice I got my degree in criminal justice, did not find a job in my field, and I began looking online at different jobs that I could do and came across an advertisement to teach in South Korea. I actually thought it was a scam at that moment, but nevertheless, I went through the process, applied, had an interview, and I ended up teaching there. And I say that to say, you never know what God has in store for you so it's better to just do everything you can do. Don't be afraid. Have faith that things will work out. And if you want to do something, do it. Because no one is stopping you but yourself. If you're saying that you want to teach, teach. There's no excuse not to do what you want to do in life because life is too short. So I guess I would just say to them, stay consistent with your dream and do it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Wonderful. It was a pleasure having you and thank you to all my listeners. Thank you for continuously fanning my flames. This is the end of another episode of Shawnake Motivational Breeze. Thank you.